The NBA Finals are finally upon us. We're going to break down and discuss and give you our predictions on who's going to take home the title. We're also going to discuss prime James Harden and prime Jimmy Butler. Who would you choose first to lead your team? At the height of their game, who was the better player? It's James Harden. Let's not fool ourselves here. On the court, at the height of their game, James Harden was an offensive juggernaut and he was unstoppable offensively. Not only was he unstoppable offensively, he was able to, in that system with the Houston Rockets, he was able to get other players involved. And so when you look at that, there's no question, skill-wise, offensively, James Harden was the man. Don't even try to fool yourself that Jimmy Butler is a better offensive player. Don't even go. I don't want to hear that. That's not going to happen here on this podcast. I see you shaking your head, but it's not going to happen. The intangible... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe this is is coming from you right now. (laughs) The intangibles that Jimmy Butler has and the intangibles that James Harden lacks are the reason why you're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the new Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O'Any, the one and only. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-Channelsports.net. You can also subscribe there. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out there. We're going to try to be pushing out some new content on YouTube. Also, watch us on Afro Vibe Television. Download the Roku app so you can check us out there as well. Once again, my name is O'Any, the one and only. I am joined by my co-host, Anthony, the Ant-Man, Feli. How are we doing today, man? Man, we're doing pretty good. Just uh, trying to get back in the groove, man. Long weekend, lots of cooking, um, lots of family time. So just trying to get back in the groove. Looking forward to, to breaking down these NBA finals. What, what you be cooking, man? What you, what you cooked this holiday weekend? What, what you what you had? You had something on the grill? Yeah, man, we broke out the Blackstone, the griddle. And, uh, I mean, anything you could throw on it. We did burgers, brats, dogs, sautéed onions and peppers. Had some uh, hot wings. I mean, we did breakfast, so we put threw some cakes on there. I mean, we 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 did the damn thing. That's for sure. Man, let, let me find out. You know how I throw it down for real, for real, Anthony on, on that on that cooking, man. You gotta invite me over one day so I can you know really see what you about. I'm a critic. I'm a food critic. That's what I like to do. Even though I don't eat food a lot, <laughs> I like to criticize people. Oh, that's who cook. cool. Uh, no, that's cool. We uh we we can make that happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get right into our show. Let's start off the show with some headlines. It's time for Headlines. All right. So the first headline discussion, we're going to be talking about Aaron Donald. Uh, He says he's at peace with his career if him 
and the Los Angeles Rams can't agree on a new contract. The Rams have acknowledged that they have been working on a new contract with Aaron Donald, who signed through the 2024 season, but has no guaranteed money left on his deal. This is what Aaron Donald had to say when he appeared on Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete podcast. This isn't some sudden leverage play. It ain't about the money, but it's a business at the end of the day. That's what you got to see. For me, it's all about winning. I don't want to play football if I can't win anyway. So I feel like if I get a real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But again, it's still a business. We've got to handle the business side of things. And if it wasn't to get handled, then, you know, it is what it is type situation. It'll be fine regardless. So basically, he's saying if the deal isn't done, then whatever. If it is done, whatever. But he's going to be at peace with being retired as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, defensive player of all time. In other headlines, Los Angeles Lakers hire Darvin Ham as their next head coach. Ham has been on the staff with the Milwaukee Bucks as an assistant with Mike Busenhauer since 2018, winning his first NBA championship as a coach during the 2020 uh, during the 2020-21 season. He returns to Los Angeles after serving a, as an assistant coach of the Lakers from 2011 to 2013. Ham also uh, served as an assistant coach with the Atlanta Falcons from 2013 to 2018. And what what are your thoughts on the hire of, of Darvin Ham with the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, as a resident Laker fan here, <laughs> um, you know it, it's it's a bit different of a of a hire. Um, it's 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 not the classic. Let's go out and get a coach who's made a name for himself that you would expect the Lakers to to make. All I'm hearing from around the league, uh, all the all the reports, all the writing, is that this guy, Darvin Ham, is the real deal. Um, he's he's up to the challenge. It's, this is just going to be such a tough situation for him. And uh, under the circumstances, you know, I guess I could just be glad that the Lakers are giving him his his room. Uh, so they say, you know, they're going to you know, let him hire his own staff. Kurt Rambis is going to stay out of the meetings. And all of that is 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 quite a change from the Vogel era. But we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out because this roster still needs a lot of help. Um, the, the, the circumstances in which he's coming into aren't the greatest. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in Tinseltown. It's an interesting hire. It makes me just more excited now to see what this NBA season ha- has to uh, has to bring. So, Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where that goes. He has to mix it up with LeBron James and quite possibly Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. So it's going to really see it's going to be really interesting to see what Ham can do with that roster. All right. Another news, Colin Kaepernick, who last played professional football back in 2016, the year he started to to kneel um, during the national anthem in protest of racial injustice, worked out this past Wednesday with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, The workout went pretty well. Um, It's been his first workout in the NFL since he'd been was uh, exiled from the league. Um, the last time he worked out, he worked out with the Seattle uh, Seahawks back in May of 2017 before they passed an opportunity with him. So it's going to be also be interesting to see how this plays out with Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't gotten any callback or anything like that that I know of, but he did work out the Las- with the Las Vegas Raiders, his first workout in a while. All right. And my last little topic of headlines, we all saw the game between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat game seven with the Miami Heat trailing 98 to 96 with less than 20 seconds to play Jimmy Butler dribbled over half court in transition instead of attacking the rim 
he decided to pull up for a three-pointer to give the Miami Heat the go-ahead um, lead over the outstretched hand of Alan, uh, Al Horford. Was it the right shot, Anthony, for him to take that three-point shot? You know, I think if I'm the Miami Heat in this case, Jimmy Butler is your star. Uh, he's he's playing out of his mind. He's carrying you uh, as, a, as a team, as a franchise right now. I think I live with that shot. Um, I think I saw somewhere that the, st- the the stats or the odds, if he makes that three, the Heat have a 63% or so chance of winning that ball game. And if he drives into the lane and, and makes two, I think the percentages were incredibly lower, like in the 40s. So I'm living and dying by that shot. That's what you pay him for. If he was anybody else, I think it would be the same. So give Jimmy his props. That was the right basketball play in that moment. It just didn't go in. Yeah, I totally agree agree with you 110%. That was the right call for Jimmy Butler. And I hate to use analytics, but, you know, the three-point shot is a shot you got to go with. And that's what's been going on in this league for, you know, however long now. And Jimmy Butler is a star player on your team, and he can live and die by that shot. He took that shot. I thought thought it was a good shot. Um, Al Hofer wasn't going to stop it. He just missed the shot. So at the end of the day, I thought it was a good shot. And Jimmy Butler, he did what he had to do. And he's going to live with that. And so nothing wrong with that to me in my book. All right. So that was headlines. Let's go ahead and talk about the team that beat the Miami Heat. That being the Boston Celtics. They punched their ticket to the NBA Finals to go up against the Golden State Warriors. All the NBA Final games will be broadcast on ABC. Game one will be played Thursday night, June 2nd, 9 p.m. at the Chase Center. Um, the Boston Celtics are playing in their first final since back in 2010 when they had Kevin Garrett, Kevin Garnett, uh, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. They'll be looking to claim their 18th title in franchise history. Uh, meanwhile, the Golden State Warriors are hoping to capture their fourth championship since 2015. Um, in those championships, 2015, um, Andre Iguodala won MVP, Finals MP- MVP. And in 2017 and 18, it was Kevin Durant who took home the finals MVP. What are your thoughts, Ant-Man? Who do you got in the finals? What is it going to take for Boston to to, to win? What is it going to take for Golden State to win? But what are your thoughts on this NBA finals, Ant-Man? All right. So this is what I got so far. If we look at the, the two teams, we'll, we'll look at the Warriors first. They obviously had the easier path. Uh, in my opinion, uh, to this finals. Um, I, I look at the Warriors as the NBA equivalent of a, a, a champion prize fighter. Um, they create and hit from all angles. Uh, that championship DNA quote that that, that you hear, Steph, he, he mentions it quite often. Um, Steve Kerr, I believe, mentions it quite often. But but that's real. You know, that DNA that they carry in that core group, uh, that that's a real thing. It's very tangible. Um, and I think that that experience gets them through high tension and, and stressful game situations. Um, Warriors culture, which we talked a little bit on the last show, is uh, it has them primed and ready to succeed. Uh, they're good at everything and willing to do everything all across the board. Um, and they're getting people back. They're getting Gary Payton 2 back, Iggy back, Porter's coming back. So it only beefs up this already strong and capable uh roster or lineup looking at the Celtics 
who had a gauntlet <laughs> to go through in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I just look at them like, you know, they may be too young. Uh, maybe the moment's too big for this Celtic team. Um, they've already exceeded any expectations coming into the year with a rookie head coach, which kudos to uh, Udeme. Um, I mean, I, I didn't see that coming, and and uh, and and he's really proven his medal as a coach in in this league. Um, you know, how much does Boston have left? I think is the question. I mean, they go through Kevin Durant, um, which they swept, but uh, you know, the defensive effort they had to to put forth in that series um, was incredible, and probably very costly as far as energy. And then you got two seven game series against two very physical teams in the Bucks with Giannis and and a feisty, scrappy Heat team. So having said all of that, after looking at all of that, I take the Warriors in six. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Warriors in six as well. Boston has to be careful, you know. I I think that if they make some of the same mistakes that they made in their run to the NBA Finals, it will be a quicker NBA Finals than the six. Because you look at some of the games that they kind of, not really necessarily threw away, but even in this last game seven against the Miami Heat, they were up late and they let Miami crawl back in. I know Miami is a, a very gritty team and you can never count them out, but this has been kind of the story for the Boston Celtics throughout the playoffs where they have kind of squandered leads and let teams back into games that they had no business being back in. They can't do that against the um, Golden State Warriors. It will be a very, very short series if they were to do that. But I do have Golden State in six. I do think you mentioned it, the experience of the Golden State Warriors of being in situations like this in years past and just that core group of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, that's going to get them over the hump. I will be shocked, okay? I will be shocked if somehow Boston was able to win this series. I just don't see it. They're too young of a team. Um, This is not going to be the year for them. Uh, There was a statistic that was shown on um, Game 7 as the Boston Celtics were um, advancing to the NBA Finals, and it showed that there would be the fourth team in NBA history to have two players um, under 25 as their leading scorer to go to the NBA Finals. I don't remember all the teams that were mentioned. Um, I know Shaq and Penny was one. Hakeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson was another. And there was one more team, and it, the, the, the team eludes me. But what I noticed is that all those teams lost in the NBA Finals. None of those teams were able to um, finish off win the championship. And I think it's going to be the same for the Boston Celtics, but their future is definitely bright in Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and um, uh, Jason Tatum. And also, you know, that, that core that they have there at, at the coaching staff also. So it's going to be a pretty interesting finals to see the growth of the Boston Celtics, but it's also going to be interesting finals um, and to see what happens with Steph Curry. We talked about this on our previous podcast about if Steph Curry were to win his fourth championship and get finals MVP, where does that rank him? So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens from there as far as Steph Curry 
and what they're able to do. Uh, but as far as the star power on the other end, Jason Tatum as well has punched his ticket for me personally. I know some people might say, oh, he's always been a superstar, but now he's officially a superstar. For me, you become a superstar when you make runs like this in the playoffs, right? He was able to outduel Kevin Durant in the first round against the Brooklyn Nets. He was able to outdo Giannis Antetokounmpo in the um, next round. And then he was able to outduel Jimmy Butler in the conference finals. And that is what makes the mark to me as a superstar. Now that he's in the finals, his next step is to get that championship. His next step is to um, kind of propel himself in, you know, those names of people that are champions. And it's going to be very interesting to see in his first finals appearance if he's able to do that. Another thing I do want to mention is that Al Horford will be making his first um, NBA finals appearance, you know, being in the league. Yeah, kudos to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hey, hey, I got I got some. Uh, so for for you, what are the what are the keys? Like, what are you looking for in the series that'll push one team over the other? It's. I think it's just going to be consistency. The Boston Celtics have to be consistent in the defensive intensity that they've shown throughout the playoffs. If they can continue to do that and somehow rattle. Steph Curry, the way that they've been able to affect um, Kevin Durant and to a lesser degree, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jimmy Butler, then they give themselves a fighting chance. But it starts on the defensive end for the Boston Celtics. They're not going to be able to match the firepower that the Golden State Warriors have. If they're coming into this NBA Finals thinking that they're going to go shot for shot with the Golden State Warriors, once again, they are going to be looking at an early exit. And then you mentioned this on the last podcast, and they have to limit the turnovers. A part of the problem that they've had in their run to the NBA Finals and the reason why they've been letting teams back into games is that all of a sudden they start turning the ball over. They have to limit the turnovers and they have to make sure that they're playing good, solid defense, which I don't, I expect them to play good, solid defense, but it's going to have to be amped up a notch when you're talking about this Golden State Warrior team. None of the teams that they faced throughout their run is anywhere near the offensive firepower that the Golden State Warriors have. On the Golden State Warriors side, it's the same thing. They have to be consistent in what they've been doing all year to get to this point. They have to rely on Steph Curry, and they have to continue to play um, that kind of free-flowing offense that they've been playing throughout the the course of the season. And then, you know, they have to be able to contain Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown on the defensive end. Um, they can't let them get off and kind of just will their teams to a championship. Cause I think that's, what's going to happen if they're going to able to win this series is that Jalen um, Brown and Jason Tatum are going to have to will and carry the boss themselves to the championship. So if the golden state warriors can do that, limit that and continue to play, um, uh, freestyle offense the way they have to as a well-oiled machine, then they, they should be fine. Yeah, I see that too. I think um, I think turnovers are, are going to be huge in this series. I think on, from a defensive perspective, which the old adage, right, defense wins championships, um, Boston definitely has a historically great defense right now. But the Warriors aren't too shabby either. I believe they're top three in the league for at least top five in the league. So they do that very well as uh, also. Um, 
but here's an interesting just kind of analytic for you. In these playoffs, both teams are averaging around 13 or 14 turnovers a game. I think the difference is is who can do more damage to the other team and to, and and take advantage of turning the other team over. Uh, if the Celtics can't match the Warriors' ability to put points on the board after a turnover, especially a live ball turnover, then Boston's going to uh, find themselves in trouble very quickly. Um, I liken it to, again, I'll use the boxing analogy. This series is going to be like a 12-round fight, right, where each game is going to be like a round in itself. And I think the first half of of the first game might might tell you a lot of where Boston is and, and how they're going to handle the Warriors because the Warriors will be maybe a little bit rusty um, coming off the long rest. They're going to be integrating the, the, the players that I said were coming back, you know, G, GP2, Iggy, and Porter Jr. And so Boston really can limit the damage that the Warriors do in turnovers and take care of their possessions. Uh, I believe that that first half is really going to show um, kind of where Boston is in this series. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't disagree with with what you said. For me, I think turnovers are, are huge, huge in this game. Yeah, but you're right though. Who's gonna be able to take advantage of those turnovers? And right now, in my head, I see Golden State, the Golden State Warriors, being able to take advantage of those turnovers because of the style of basketball that they play. Um, even when they turn the ball over, yeah, they're gonna hit you with threes. Right. Absolutely. That's what they're, they're gonna, gonna do. Take- they're going to transition three three you to death, and so if you can't match that, then you're in, you're in huge trouble. Yeah, and so that's where the Boston Celtics have to really do whatever they can to limit their turnovers because if they're turning the ball over and they're giving Golden State more opportunities than they need, then like I said, this this series might be over with in four or five. Yes, sir. It could very quickly. Yes, sir. So. Let's go on to our next topic of discussion. We have talked about the finals a little bit, but let's talk about some players in the NBA. I put up a couple of polls on Twitter and on Instagram. And the question that I posed to our followers would be, who would they rather have? A prime Jimmy Butler or a prime James Harden? And what I mean by prime is, the point in time in their career at which they were the best, who would you rather have on your team, Jimmy Butler or James Harden? So I put the poll up in the story um, on our Instagram. And, where are we at on uh, that? Where, where are we yeah, at I'm on about that? To, uh, <laughs> I'm about to double check it right now to see. Come on. I can't uh, wait. Just hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining. I'm, imagine, to know. I'm going. I'm going. To, I'm going to actually do the, the Twitter first because I posed a question on Twitter, and I'm going to give you the percentage on Twitter first. Actually, to, to on both of them though, it was prime Jimmy Butler. On Twitter, it was 58 percent voting for Jimmy Butler, and 42 percent voting for James Harden. On the Instagram story, it was a little bit closer. And we had uh, 52% for Jimmy Butler and then uh, 48% for James Harden. So I posed the question to you. Recency bias be damned. Right, right. <laughs> Who would you have choose? Let's say it's a draft. You have prime Jimmy Butler there and you have prime James Harden. 
Who are you picking first, Anthony? And we know everything that we know now, right? Of course, they're in their prime. Like if we take their careers where, where we're at now and like say that's their that's what we're evaluating. Okay, okay, that's fair. Okay, so I wish that I could tell the people, because the people have spoken. I wish that I could tell the people that I spent a lot of time mulling on this back and forth. I wish that I could I could tell them that just like them, I spent a lot of time, sleepless nights, but I can't. I can't I can't say that. This is an easy decision. This is an easy decision. Let's look at it. Harden is an overrated star, okay? Wow. For a short time, a very recent short time, he had a step back shot that was unguardable. Okay? The only problem with that is is in order to maintain that unguardability or invincibility, you have to take care of your body, James Harden, and you have to stay in shape. You have to want to be on the basketball floor at your best. Otherwise, everything's guardable. So for a very short time, that shot was unguardable. Now he's out of shape, seemingly unmotivated, and oftentimes relying on the refs blowing the whistles to get his stats. Okay, He's also forced himself out of two franchises. In two years. In the big games, he's often shown that moments are way too bright. That the mm. moments are too big. And the and the lights are too bright, I should say. All right? So that's James Harden. Okay? The people have spoken, all right? This is not even me. This they just made my they just made my time much easier here. Butler is not considered a superstar. And he's not a great three-point shooter, which that's that's where the league's at, okay? But he knows how to get to the bucket and has a killer mid-range. Oh, that's where it's at. People are overlooking the value of a mid-range jump shot because two points is better than no points. I don't care what anybody says. Three may be more than two, but two is often better than zero, okay? Almost to a fault, he has shown that in big moments, he is willing to leave every piece of himself out on the floor. We've seen it. We saw it in the bubble championship series against the Lakers, and we just saw it, again, maybe recency biased, but we just saw it in this Boston Celtics series where he played, if not every second, damn near close to every second. So the choice is Jimmy Butler. The people have spoken. Oh, I, 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 gave, you, I gave you all the reasons why. I'm sure all the people feel the same way, but it's Jimmy Butler. I'm taking Jimmy Butler. Mm. Look, man, it's definitely recency bias. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with it to that there. But I think that the reason why most people are leaning towards Jimmy Butler is because of the intangibles and because of the things that he you don't necessarily see on the basketball court as opposed to what you see out of James Harden. You know, so, you know, Jimmy Butler has this fire and drive to leave it out on the court every single night. We, we talk about this Mamba mentality, right? And you can see that in Jimmy Butler. You can see the Mamba mentality oozing out of his pores. As on the flip side with James Harden, you, you don't see that as much. You, you don't see that Mamba mentality attitude. Out of as him. much, oh? As, as much? At all. You don't see it at all. Okay, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll call it as it is. You don't see the mama mentality out of James Harden, right? 
But when you also look at the situation, man, I think it's kind of it's kind of not fair in a sense because Jimmy Butler hasn't gotten any farther in his career than James Harden has, right? You look at the accolades, though. Jim, Jimmy Butler has never been in a conversation for MVP as most valuable player in this league. And James Harden has been in the conversation numerous times, and he's actually won an MVP. He has gone to an NBA Finals. Even though he didn't lead that team, he did go to an NBA Finals with the Oakland, uh, not Oakland, with the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was with uh, Kevin Durant and um, Russell Westbrook. So for me, it really is a situation to where who do you put around Jimmy Butler and who do you put around James Harden in that situation because if you put the right pieces around James Harden he could very well lead your team to a championship he could I mean it has to be a hell of pieces but he can do it and I think the same thing goes with Jimmy Butler but when you look at a situation I'm kind of looking at who would it be harder to build pieces around now for me personally I'm going to take Jimmy Butler in this situation and it's just because of the the intangibles. I, I do like his intangibles. I do like you said all of that just to come to our side. <laughs> but because you said look, man, you said all of that. At, at, I'm saying that because as far as skill wise, as far as at the height of their game, who was the better player? It's James Harden. Let's not fool ourselves here. On the court, at the higher their game, James Harden was an offensive juggernaut. And he was unstoppable offensively. Not only was he unstoppable offensively, he was able to, in that system with the Houston Rockets, he was able to get other players involved. And so when you look at that, there's no question, skill-wise, offensively, James Harden was the man. Don't even try to fool yourself that Jimmy Butler is a better offensive player. Don't even go there. I don't want to hear that. that that's not going to happen here on this podcast, Anthony. They don't, I, I see you shaking your head, but it's not going to happen. The intangible... Yeah, yeah. That yeah, Jimmy I can't Butler believe this, has, is, this is coming from you right now. <laughs> the intangibles that Jimmy Butler has and the intangibles that James Harden lacks are the reason why myself, yourself, and the people on our polls were picking Jimmy Butler over James Harden. That's that's basically it. That 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 is what it is. That is what makes this what it is, and. Well, you've mentioned the MVP. I think that may be the only thing that Harden has. But after the last two seasons, I think that whoever's voting for the MVP award uh, needs to actually watch basketball because the MVP award has become a sham of itself. Okay. The fact that James Harden was ever considered and actually won it is also a sham. Okay. Uh, the, I can't explain why Jimmy Butler hasn't been in MVP conversations because he's only been the best player on his, every team that he's played on. That's that in his whole career. That's not James true. Harden. You can't say that's that about true. James Harden because James Harden had Paul. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I mean, who, who he was in Minnesota was Cat better? Was Cat better than him in Minnesota? I'll, I'll, I'll look. I have to look. I know it's better. He was playing with Joel Embiid, bro. Okay. Joe, so that was a good 1A, 1B. 
But yeah, Joel, Joel I still Embiid's think a better he's player, a better all-around player than Joel Embiid. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, no, oh no. I I don't think so. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's unpopular, but I'm going to say it. Okay. Listen, I'm here to tell truth. Oh, I'm truth speaking right now. If that's right? your, if that's your, the fact truth, that Jimmy Butler's never been considered truth, for MVP. I, I'm scared <laughs> for you a little bit. This is my truth. This is a lot of people's truth, but, but I mean, but uh, so, but people can make the argument for Harden. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at it, but the facts are what they are. If you want the intangibles, like O mentioned, you want the leadership, you want the productivity uh, because, you know, James Harden, again, heavily relying on whistles to bail him out. Um, great passer. I'll, I'll give him that, but cannot handle the basketball uh, for a guard. And and the fact that Jimmy has never been even considered for MVP, I, I can't explain that. But Jimmy is an obvious choice between the two of these. I mean, I don't I don't even know what other argument you could make unless you're just hard and biased. I, I don't know. I mean, heard, but, heard, uh, who was it? Uh, Nick Wright called him James Hardy's. Is that is that what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you're if you're biased towards become, James but, Harden, yeah. If, if you're biased towards James Harden, then you know that's that's okay. That's that's perfectly fine. Really, what Houston, it boils down maybe? to? No, not, won't mention any names. Oh, hey man, hey, it, it is what it is, bro. It, it really <laughs> is. I mean, at the end of the day, you look at it. And it's really about how you want to build your team and, and what you can do with both of those players. And I, I'm going to stand firmly in what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you know, James Harden is the better player. It, it really boils down to that. Overall, <laughs> he is the better player. I, I can't, and, and he's a better player more consistently throughout the course of a season, right? When you're looking at regular season, James Harden, and regular season, Jimmy Butler, there's no comparison, bro. It's James Harden. Yeah, but what counts, though? Do we hang banners no, in the regular no, no, season, no, no, or no, do we hang banners okay. after the postseason? Did I not say? I just did I not say I'm picking Jimmy Butler? I I <laughs> picked Jimmy Butler because of those intangibles. I'm not. This, I'm just saying. You know, you're making it sound like it's just obvious that you have to go with Jimmy Butler, and I don't think it's as obvious. Based on the poll, it wasn't as obvious either. It was still a close poll. So, and I do think people look. If we're having this discussion right years back when we're actually looking at James Harden in his prime as a Houston Rocket, I guarantee you this poll is not as close. It's not. It's going to be James Harden all the way. Because at the height of James Harden's career, he was arguably one of the best players in the league. Jimmy Butler's never been there. As much as we're trying to debate whether or not Jimmy Butler is this star or superstar or whatever because of this run that he's having, it has never been a question of, oh, is Jimmy Butler the best player in the league? No, it's never happened. James Harden has been in those conversations. James Harden and Jimmy Butler's offensive game at their prime is not comparable. Let's just keep it a buck. Let's just, that, like my, my co-host Chris would say, let's keep it a buck right now. It is not comparable. Right now, as far as offensively, James Harden has him beat. Now, on the defensive end... <laughs> Jimmy Butler absolutely has James Harden beat, right? And, and, and I think I think as far as defensively, that goes to part of the intangibles. It goes to that mentality. Jimmy Butler is willing to put himself on the line, game in and game out in any shape, form, or fashion. And those are the type, types of things you look at as far as somebody that has that championship DNA in them. 
when you look at James Harden, people might tell you about all the great things he's done and all the great things that he can do on the basketball court. But we've seen time and time again out of James Harden that he may not have that championship DNA at. Yeah, James Harden, for me, will never be a number one option on any team for the remainder of his career. But I can't say that about Jimmy Butler. Again, that that's fair. I think right now Jimmy Butler is at the height of his career. We're seeing that as far as what he can do. Um, I think if he would have hit that shot, I call that shot the legacy shot. If he would have hit that shot, his legacy would have skyrocketed. But he wasn't able to hit that shot. Sure. And I'm not for certain that James Harden would have hit that shot either. You remember when he first went up against the Golden State Warriors? I think it was game one. He was in transition, and he took a similar shot that Jimmy Butler took, and he wasn't able to hit that shot. If he was able to hit that shot, we might be talking differently. Yeah, that's about- the right shot. I mean, that just shows. Right, right. Any any player. Yeah, I, I don't. Do- any player in their prime. I don't disagree. Is going to take that shot. But But the James Harden now, the James Harden now, though, does he even shoot? No, he doesn't. I mean, he's he's at he's at the lull of his career. No, he's he, this this is it's going to yeah, be very interesting gonna, he, to see what happens next year. If, if James Harden is able to bounce back next year, I'll put the poll out again to see what's going to happen. But that has to be James Harden bouncing back. We'll have to see what happens in in the years to come. And we got a former MVP that might be a candidate for most improved player in the NBA in James Harden next year. I'm going to say it That's now. That's true. You heard That's it first. True. A former MVP may be a candidate for most improved NBA player. That's ridiculous, though. That's ridiculous. And you know what? James Harden has already done ridiculous things, right? He's the only player, I believe, in NBA history to win the Sixth Man of the Year award and win the league MVP. So if he were to add to his resume the most improved player come next year, that would be unheard of. Right. That would be like going full circle almost. <laughs> you can't say can't anything to that. This discussion. <laughs> I, can't, I, mean, I can't. I can't. Except for maybe we should just do away with the MVP because it's just become a mockery. Oh, come on. You're, you're, you're going. We, that's a different discussion for another time. It is. But it's it just is, become a mockery. I, like you're you're really poo pooing on James Harden right now, man. You're you're really poo pooing. You're you're. <laughs> You know, my, my other co-host, uh, Trey Day, the he's really poo-pooed on um, James Harden. It's really funny that we're having this argument about James Harden and Jimmy Butler because he wouldn't call him James Harden. He called him Jimmy Harden. That's what he used to call him to kind of, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of make fun of him. But, you know, the James Harden hate right now, it is warranted. He does deserve it. But let's not forget. It's thick. Let's not forget how great James Harden was back in his Houston Rocket days. Let's not forget it. Let's not let still trying to figure he's out what he's doing now. <laughs> Let's not let what he's doing now still, and what still Jimmy Butler doing out. now. I'll go back and look, but he was he was pretty damn good, bro. He was pretty damn good. But anyway, we both picked prime <laughs> Jimmy Butler at the end of the day, right? All right. Yes, that is true. It is definitely true. All right. If this has been your first time listening to this (laughs) podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Uh, We try to put out good content. We try to put out a podcast at least one to three times a week, at least one time a week. But we're trying to be as consistent as possible. 
Uh, my name has been the one and only Oenyi. I was joined by Anthony the Atman Felly. Um, you can subscribe on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-Channelsports.net. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube. Check us out on Afro Vibes Television as well. Uh, my man Big Low has been holding it down there with the phenomenal one, Chris. Check us out there. Download the Roku app so you can see us on Afro Vibes Television. They're doing some big things over there at Afro Vibes. Want to give a shout out to them. But once again, my name has been O'Any, the one and only, joined by Anthony, the Atman Felly. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.